This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, this next story, I think, came as a bit of a shock to people as details came to light yesterday. But this goes back to the planning of terror attacks in New York City in the summer of 2016. And we now know a Canadian was among three people charged in these terror plots. And David Aiken joins us on the line. He's the Global National Ottawa reporter. David, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. In fact, the Canadian Jill is not just charged. He's actually pled guilty, so he's awaiting sentencing now. And you're right, this is the case that goes back or was uncovered in 2016. Just learning about it now because court records in New York City were unsealed yesterday. Investigators were trying to see if they could uh, detect a, a broader terrorist network with the three individuals charged. But as I say, two are still going to have their day in court, but the Canadian, Abdul Remn Albanasawi of Mississauga, Ontario, uh, 19-year-old kid, uh, he has pled guilty, and uh, he is facing, uh, well, he could face life in prison. Three of the charges he pled guilty to come with life terms. Uh, do we know why the court records were just unsealed yesterday? Well, as I said, I think it's the, the if you read through the, uh, the, the records that were unsealed, what investigators were trying to do was to see if any, any of the three of them were in touch with actual real ISIS terrorists in Syria and Iraq. At this point, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it was just the three of them inspired by real ISIS terrorists. They reference, for example, um, in some communications tracked by the FBI, that, that they liked what happened at the Paris attacks. Remember, in Paris, guys trained in Syria and Iraq opened fire in a rock concert in Paris at a nightclub. Um, and that is one of the attacks that the three here in New York City were inspired by. So presumably the investigators then were saying, let's see if we can find out if any of these three guys have some communications with people uh, in Syria and Iraq. So far, it uh, doesn't seem to be any evidence, but they've got enough evidence. The FBI has enough evidence, as I say, to have charged three and convicted one, the Canadian. And I suppose, uh, too, we got a bit more information. Like you said, they seem to be inspired by the Paris attacks. And this was a plan, it looked like, to go after places like Times Square and the New York subway. Yep, absolutely. And uh, so just a just detail what the FBI had. They, uh, an FBI undercover officer sort of got in, into this conspiracy. So it was a conspiracy of four. One of them was, as I say, an FBI undercover officer. So among the evidence presented to the court was a lot of uh, uh, emails and text messages that circulated between the group. And among other things, the Canadian, uh, Abdulrahman Albanasawe, uh, had messages like he wanted to see an ocean of blood in New York City. That's one of the texts uh, that, uh, that he passed along. Uh, Albanasawe purchased in Canada about uh, 19 kilograms of hydrogen peroxide. And this is a key ingredient that the bad guys use to create bombs. So he purchased 19 kilograms of hydrogen peroxide in Canada and transported it into the United States. In fact, sent a photograph of the, the uh, hydrogen peroxide in the back of his car to the undercover uh, FBI officer. He also arranged to uh, essentially rent a cabin within driving distance of New York City. And the conspirators were going to all assemble at this cabin build the bombs, assemble apparently suicide vests, and then head into uh, New York City. That is the extent of the materials that the bad guys put together. Uh, they didn't get any weapons. They never built a bomb. And both the FBI and the RCMP on our side of the border stressed 
that the public was never in any danger. But uh, as I say, it, uh, it sure looks like these three individuals, the other two charged in the Philippines and in uh, Pakistan, uh, they wanted to create some mayhem by blowing things up uh, on Times Square in the New York City subway, and they were looking for a rock concert that they hope to go to again to shoot that uh, shoot up a concert. Uh, the other two, as you mentioned, one is a 19-year-old U.S. citizen living in Pakistan. Uh, the other is 37, uh, a citizen of the Philippines. Do we know anything more about the 19-year-old uh, from Mississauga? No. Uh, we, uh, his lawyer uh, is really not talking to uh, Canadian uh, media, or any media for that matter. Uh, you know, on this side of the border, the RCMP would only release a very brief statement uh, last night, and certainly we'll have more questions from the RCMP. But we don't know anything about uh, this particular individual's background, except that he's from Mississauga, Ontario. Our reporters visited his home in Mississauga yesterday. Uh, the home was uh, dark, uh, uh, and there was nobody there. Uh, we spoke to some neighbors, and they say that the family was, uh, had recently moved in, but we don't know if they were coming from another place uh, in the city. Uh, whether or not he was uh, an immigrant, arrived here, his, uh, whether or not he's a part of a family that's lived here for generations. Uh, we don't know any of those uh, details uh, at this point. Certainly we hope the folks uh, on our side of the border will have some of that information for us today. Hmm. Uh, does it seem odd to you that we would see one of the three plead guilty and the other two, the other two not? We don't know the arrangements, and we'll find out at the sensing, sensing hearing in early December for El Banasawe. Uh, we don't know the arrangements that investigators may have made with any or all three of them. So certainly the Canadian was apprehended and arrested and has been in jail since last May. You know, we've seen these, uh, how some of these things can play out in other cases where an investigator may have made some sort of arrangement with El Bonasawi to provide some more information in exchange for some consideration of sentencing. But again, we won't know what sentence uh, uh, he may be facing until December. But he's facing one, two, three, four. I'm just trying to figure out eight counts um, of various terrorism-related offenses. Three of those counts come with a maximum life in prison. The rest of those counts come with 15 to 20 years. So these are pretty serious charges, obviously. And uh, and El Banasawi may have wanted to avoid uh, life in prison, for example. Uh, perhaps by offering up some information to investigators. And it does seem strange, too, as you mentioned, the uh, so it was an undercover FBI agent that got the information that was able to thwart uh, this whole planning. Uh, the fact that they, they appeared to be uh, working on behalf of the, the so-called Islamic State, but without any direct contact. That's right. And the investigators uh, haven't, they put a lot of information before the court. Among other things, as I mentioned, was this picture of the hydrogen peroxide, but there was also maps of the New York City subway system with certain subway routes uh, circled by El Banasawe. Um, and uh, El Banasawe at least appears to have visited Times Square at least once because he took a snapshot, emailed it to the, the group, and said, look at the, all the people here. This is a place dying for a bomb. Uh, that was uh, what he said. But uh, w- were they getting instructions on how to build these bombs from actual ISIS terrorists in Syria and Iraq. It doesn't appear so, but again, this is one of the issues that we see time and again, whether it was the Edmonton incident or this incident. You'll remember last year uh, at a place near London, Ontario, a guy named Aaron Driver uh, blew him, got shot while he was trying to blow himself up. Um, in all three of those cases, uh, people, young men are going online, and it's pretty easy to run into um, material to show you how to make bombs, to run into propaganda that will radicalize these youth. 
And, you know, in this case, the FBI knows that, and they are hanging around the same communities, undercover officers, to try and nab uh, youth and, and get a sense of where these networks are developing before anybody can do any real damage. All right. Uh, well, David, as you said, we're hoping uh, to get some more information on this uh, in the days ahead. Thank you so much for taking a few moments with us this morning. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem, Jill. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.